Funding for this podcast comes from MathWorks, creators of MATLAB and Simulink software, accelerating the pace of engineering and science. Learn more at MathWorks.com. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. Hello, Nora Sachs. Hello, Ben Brock Johnson. You are, in fact, not Amory Sievertson. Never have been, never will be. <laughs> Amory is on vacation, so excellent producer from the iLab, Nora Sachs, has stepped in to hear my tales to tell, and I have two, two tales to tell. I'm ready for all two of them. Cool. Um, these are stories about two things that popped on the internets in recent days. We're clearly not back with a new season of Endless Thread, sorry folks, but also, stay tuned. Nora, what is the largest amount of money you have ever found in the wild? Definitely no more than $20. Wait, can you give me, do you have any recollection of where you found this $20? I remember um, hiking Mount Katahdin in Maine and being just absolutely wrecked by the end of it. And then finding a bill on the ground in the parking lot and then seeing that it probably came from a tourist who dropped it and then deciding to keep it. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a moral person. Okay. First of all, everybody's a tourist on a mountain. Yeah, yeah. No, I, so. I just, I remember feeling like, wow, this day was really hard. Oh, I found some free money. Amazing. So that's, that's the closest <laughs> memory I have of it. And you did not try to return it. You were like, listen. Yeah, I think I saw some out of town plates and I was like, well, <laughs> dinner's on me. Wow. So, yeah. Man, just throwing shade at the tourists. If you're a tourist and you bump into Nora Sachs, ladies and gentlemen, don't ask for help because you won't get it. True statement. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Um, so this is about an amount of money discovered in the wild, supposedly. I'm going to read this post. It is from Reddit. It comes from the subreddit, Suspiciously Specific. Have you ever dabbled in that subreddit community no i've not heard of it that's totally fair but i probably do suspicious things so i'm I'm into it suspiciously (laughs) specific things right so this was posted it was reposted on the suspiciously specific subreddit but actually came from the ask reddit community and this is a question it says You found a suitcase full of $750,000 in cash in $100 bills in the brush next to a highway. You can tell that it's been there for at least a year. How would you integrate this money into your life without raising red flags? What would you do, Nora? How would you sort of like stiff fly under the radar, but also like spend that dough? Because clearly you're not going to try to return it as we've learned already. Like, how would I spend it so that no one would know that I had all of a sudden come into three quarters of a million dollars? Yeah. I would uh, get another border collie. Okay. I would fix my truck. Uh, I don't know. I I would just make slow, steady purchases (laughs) of things that I've been aiming for for a long time. Okay. Well, this 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 country music song was is by Nora Sachs, producer <laughs> for for podcasts at WBUR. I'd get another dog and fix my truck with three quarters of a million dollars. Okay. 
And and you all forgot right. the dilapidated farmhouse I'm planning on buying. You're not gonna get in. Okay, all right. <laughs> not fair a enough. fancy house, right? No. All right. Okay. So we did get a response to this question. So this is what this user, Specter Agent Number Thirteen, says. Assuming they aren't marked or serial numbers aren't logged anywhere, the simplest way would be to keep your current lifestyle, aka a border collie, truck, etc., to avoid suspicion and pay everyday things in cash. So buy groceries, gas, home supplies, dilapidated farmhouse, etc., <laughs> with the cash. And if you need smaller denominations, take like $1,000 to a bank and break it for 50s and 20s. Put the money from your paycheck that you would spend on these things into your savings account. Hmm. Now, another less honest option, this person says, uh, to get most of it directly into your bank account would be to travel to a country outside of North America. This is kind of genius. That has casinos, some smuggling required, but 750 k doesn't take up too much space. Put all the cash up for chips slash credit. Play a little bit, but mostly spend your time drinking enough to look like a drunk who just doesn't have it in them to actually play. At the end of the trip, pull the remaining money as a check with the casino's name on it and return home. You can then deposit the money, pay the taxes on it, and enjoy what's left. I recommend going to Belize for this, says this person, (laughs) since they use the U.S. dollar so you could claim you pulled the cash from ATMs. It's fairly inexpensive, and they also don't have the legal infrastructure to look too hard at anything like this. Um, In order to cut down on the possibility of getting caught uh, bringing in so much cash, I would recommend the old rolls of cash and the shaving cream can trick. (laughs) In multiple trips over a few years, um, bring in about $200,000 at a time. That's like a specifically, that's a suspiciously specific response, wouldn't you say? Oh, yeah. A thousand percent. Like faking at being a bad gambler and then cashing out at the casino in Belize and coming home. That's someone with a lot of experience doing that. Right? Yeah. But so the whole point of this subreddit, though, like, are we to believe someone actually did find a suitcase of three quarters of a million dollars next to the highway? I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's just like a movie reference or something, you know? Like, who knows? This is this is the beauty and the madness of Reddit, right? Like, we don't really know why this anonymous user posted this question. And they're clearly never going to tell. So are you inspired to go to Belize and start gambling? I mean, I'm always inspired to go to Belize. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really like casinos. Are you into casinos? Not a big casino person myself. You're more yeah. of a uh, yeah. kayaker. <laughs> I would probably get the $750,000 in cash and then put it in the hatch of the kayak and then paddle away and hope no one found me. <laughs> That's my plan. Good plan. Thank you. <laughs> also suspiciously specific. <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) All right. Nora, I have another story for you. This one from Twitter, and it involves Bob Saget, an indie rock band, and avoiding toxicity on social media, which is one thing I think we can probably all get behind. Uh, All right. Back in a sec.
The world's clean energy future relies on ancient elements still in the ground. Without mining, there will not be a clean energy transition. But pulling them out of the ground comes at an environmental and human cost. Mining is intrusive, but the results are the building blocks for products that we use every single day. I'm Meghna Chakrabarty. Join me on point for Elements of Energy, Mining for a Green Future, five special episodes. Listen and follow On Point wherever you get your podcasts. Did you kill Marlene Johnson? I think you're one of the first people to have actually asked. From WBUR and ZSP Media, this is Beyond All Repair, a new podcast about an unsolved murder that will leave you questioning everything. Somebody should be in jail for murdering my sister. A woman who's never been believed. As long as they think I have done this, then they're not looking for who actually did this. And that's what makes it a cold case. No, it's a botched case. And a search for the truth, once and for all. Wow, it just gets more interesting. Beyond All Repair. Listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts. Be careful. You're digging in a place that's been very peaceful for a while. Do it anyway. Dig. So, Nora, do you know who Bob Saget is? If I am correct, he is the father on Full House. Well done. Yes. Well done. Thank you. Um, anything? Do you know anything else about Bob Saget? I feel like he's ta- his life has taken some dark turns, but I can't remember what they are. Well, I feel like your instinct is, again, on point here. Bob Saget is an interesting character. He hosted for a long time the television show America's Funniest Home Videos. Oh, right. Which you may or may not have viewed. I watched a lot of America's Funniest Home Videos. It's a, it's a pretty good show. Yeah. It's sort of yeah. YouTube before YouTube, right? Yeah, YouTube before YouTube. And from what I remember, like a lot of really silly animal antics. Uh, right. I, I, I like those a lot. Ever wonder what your cat does when it goes under your bed? <laughs> Now you don't have to wonder anymore. So Bob Saget is also apparently like famous for filthy stand-up comedy, I think. Mm-hmm. So that's another thing just to say about him. Um, so, Nora, do you know the band Car Seat Headrest? I've heard of them. I could not describe the music to you. I like them because they kind of itched this indie guitar rock thing that I grew up on, but they still feel kind of young, so I feel not that old listening to them, if that makes sense, you know? Yes. Um, they sound a little bit like this. So this band has a song from, like, many years ago called The Ghost of Bob Saget. Tell me more. God, Bob Saget's still alive, right? So this is interesting that you ask that because the song title itself led some internet users to wonder that very question. Yes, oh. Bob Saget is still alive. Um, the song refers to the actor, but is is sort of you know similarly to some of his stand-up, it's pretty not safe for work. So I'm just going to leave that one there. And um, 
there's apparently also this comic book connection. Uh, there's a comic called Ass Castle that's involved that I'm not going to say much more about just because it's not actually all that super duper relevant or interesting. But the band's lead singer was friends with uh, this comic book artist creator who inspired some of the lyrics to the song Ghost of Bob Saget. Apparently fans uh, just the other day got got to talking about the song and the comic book. For some reason, Bob Saget caught wind of this on Twitter. And Bob Saget started sort of like blocking people willy-nilly oh. on Twitter. And this resulted with people like tweeting at Bob Saget trying to get blocked. So it t- quickly <sighs> turned into this like internet silliness that, you know, so often happens. And this was all weird enough that... Um, you know, it turned into a full-on trending topic on Twitter. <laughs> Blocked by Bob Saget. Amazing. Okay. So eventually Bob Saget tweets an apology to, quote, all the people I've blocked over the years. Uh, and he says, just can only let positive stuff in. If I could block myself, I would. Uh, he then ends the tweet um, with an addendum. Sending car seat headrest my very best. Whoa. <laughs> There's so much going on there. You know, he's he's just trying to have a positive time on Twitter, which is, we can say, difficult sometimes. It's nigh impossible. It sounds like some positive toxicity going on, possibly. Yeah. Like good vibes only, right? Good vibes only. What is he trying to keep out of his life? I don't know. It's like, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. Um, and, and again, some of the words to this song, the, the ghost of Bob Saget are, um, not safe for work. They're inappropriate. So can you give us a little bit more just about, you know, what were they saying about the ghost of Bob Saget? Like, what does he come back to do? Does he haunt people? Does he haunt San Francisco? What does he do? It's so the song and, and Saget's place in it, according to Rolling Stone, um, were inspired by this comic. Um, essentially, uh, these different ghosts haunt the singer of Car Seat Headrest. Um, they talk about death, uh, talks about, um, sexual orientation, uh, talks about these big sort of meaty topics, um, and these different ghosts haunt the lead singer to discuss these different meaty topics. And the ghost of Bob Saget is, um... Is, is one of the characters featured in this litany of ghosts, hmm. apparently. Hmm. But, you know, I guess Bob's, yeah, he's keep, keeping it posy. But why does he want to block himself? That, that to me, just says so much about his unhealed relationship with himself, you know? <laughs> <laughs> really? Bob Saget, give us a call. Um, let us know you're all right. And if you want to talk, we're here. We're here for you. And also, don't get too trigger-happy with, with the blocking, you know, because even on Twitter, Nora, everywhere you look, everywhere you look, there's a face of somebody who needs you. That's from the theme music, yeah. Yeah, I just got goosebumps on the, the bad kind. Um, <laughs> 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 Nora, thank you so much for stepping in this week. Um, it's great to have somebody to talk to. Yeah, you're not blocked from talking to me yet. Bye. Bye. Bye.